The entire team at the Emsolation Podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians and cultures of the lands and seas on which we live and work. We pay our respects to all First Nations peoples, elders and ancestors. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and stand in solidarity towards a shared future. I personally want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I record this podcast every week, the Wurundjeri people. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place I call home. Always was, always will be. This is Free Time Tuesday on Emsolation with M. Rossiano. Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is M. Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain and a podcaster. And this is Free Time Tuesday. Each week it's going to be something different. I just wanted free reign to, I don't know, talk, have a guest, have a thought, have a cry. I haven't done that yet, but don't rule it out. Today, it's a very special one. My dear friend, Rob Mills. And when I say dear friend, he's definitely in the top five. Like we're in a circle. He's somebody I have a long history with. If you've read my book, you'll know that he once bailed me out of huge debt. Like we're talking $30,000, $40,000. I've paid him back. Don't worry. He's one of my loyalists. He's the friend I you can call. You can call Rob if you've got not a dead body. I mean, that's a lot. But, you know, if there's something you need fixed, Robbie will always show up. I'm very lucky to have him in my life. And he has written a book called Putting on a Show, Manhood, Mates and Mental Health. Now, it's, this book has been a bit contentious for him and I, as <laughs> you're about to hear. I have not been sent a copy of it. I was told I would be able to proofread it, never got that. Um, then he said he'd get an advanced one sent to me, didn't send that. And I said to him, the interview's coming up, do you want me to just go buy one? Nah, 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 it's fine. So I've walked into today's interview, as you're going to hear, with a bee in my bonnet. So much of a bee, in fact, we had to start count of how many times I mentioned I hadn't read the book. We then put a counter in for you. So look, listen out for the dings, because mummy was not happy. I went hard on my friend Rob because when he initially pitched to me, and I want you to imagine this conversation, my friend Rob Mills said to me, I'm going to write a book about feminism. <laughs> I said to him, you what? Sorry, what now? I used the C word. I said, no, babes, we just don't need to hear a straight white man's opinion on feminism, dude. And he's like, no, 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 that's not what I meant. I'm going to write a book. <laughs> He said, I'm going to write a book that includes feminism. I'm going to write it about what it is to be a modern man and how confusing it is. And I'm like, oh, poor men. It's like, no, no, that's not what I mean. So my friend has chosen to write a book that initially I was really nervous about, but now I really understand it. I think he's very brave for doing it. I think he's walking into a space that is fraught with complexity, with resentment. And I, what you're about to hear is I really go full court press on my pal. I went hard in on him because I wanted to ask the questions I know a lot of you would have around Rob Mills writing about manhood and what it is to be an Australian man. And, you know, there's been a lot of discussion in that area of men are feeling lost and confused and bewildered and they don't know what is masculinity and all these things. And a lot of our response to that is, oh, poor men, which I say quite a few times also, could probably put a counter on that. But I think... Rob's choosing to come at this, hoping to act as a conduit to both sides because he is a conduit to both sides. 
The Rob Mills, I mean, if you've bothered to kind of partake in our friendship, which we've put out there, you'll know that Rob is so much more than the guy who was on Idol, the musical theatre guy, the Christmas carol guy, the song and dance man with the white teeth and the handsome face. He's so much more than that. But I don't think he's really let the public see that side of him. So this book for me is no surprise and very on brand for the Robbie I know, but maybe not for the Robbie you know. And I think it's going to do a lot of good. I think if people can get past their resentment towards it, and I certainly had resentment, I, I, I really did. Up until the interview, I had resentment. Like, men have had the stage long enough. I don't care to hear how they're struggling. But the fact is, men are struggling. And as much as we are annoyed by that or resent that, it's the truth. It's not going to go away if we ignore it or make fun of them. And, like, I do make fun of it, but I really deeply understand that there is a domestic violence issue in this country, in a lot of countries, because boys are told not to express their emotions and they repress them and angry boys turn into angry men and angry men hurt people. They hurt the women they love, they hurt their children, they hurt their friends and family, they hurt themselves. So while we may not want to talk about it because we're sick of centering cis-het men, we have to talk about it. And Rob has decided to tackle that and I think it's extraordinary. What you're about to hear is two friends sparring. <laughs> I ask him the hard questions, but I want you ultimately to understand just in case this didn't come across, I support him, I support this book, I encourage you to go and read it and I encourage you to try and get the men in your life who may not be equipped or comfortable with dealing with their feelings and talking about their emotions to also somehow consume it. I would suggest that you send this podcast to them maybe as the first port of call. So enjoy my chat with the wonderful Rob Mills. This is Free Time Tuesday on M Salation with M Rossiano. Yeah, I love a big black one. Right. I, oh, I love that we've come in on I love a big black one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, this is my favourite green juice. Do you not enjoy it? All right, I'm going to guess what's in it. Yeah, go. Apple. Yeah. Spinach. Gee, this is a riveting podcast thus far. It's what people tune in for. We're not recording now. Absolutely, I am. Of course I'm recording. Are you? Of course. Don't record this. It's when all the good stuff comes. <laughs> Before not... people think they're being monitored is when you get the gold. <laughs> <laughs> this is Big Brother. Yeah, go. Ginger. It's I... all green. Ginger's not green. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> You've lied oh, to me. shit. <laughs> it's a... Yeah. Mm, kiwi fruit? No. It's a really healthy kale, spinach, ginger, apple. It's got to be some spirulina or dirt. No, no. Really? What else is in it? Cucumber. There's a lot of oh, cucumber. Yeah, that's I'm what getting, you're tasting. Uh, that's it. Mm. There it is. Yeah, I have a green juice and a coffee from <laughs> cafe down the road. He's putting it under his eyes, guys. <laughs> the cucumber. <laughs> R- Roberto, uh, Rob Mills, welcome to Emsolation. Thanks for having me. I love um, you. I love you too. <laughs> there's there's a but there's such a but at the end of that. Well, I think it's James. Are you recording? I heard it I, already. I heard it. I love you. I love you, but I think it's worth pointing out this is the first time you really encountered Emsolation in the two and a half years we've been on because you haven't listened to one fucking episode of my podcast. I've listened to the bits of it on the Instagram. It comes through in my feed, and I, I double tap. Sometimes I don't get through the whole thing, but then I double tap and go, wow. "Oh, that's good. I like it." What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of my brilliance? (laughs) Are you afraid of, like, intense love and slash jealousy and arousal? Like, what is it? (laughs) 
because <laughs> I'm just feeling like there's a theme. Rob has a book out. Putting on a show, Manhood, Mates and Mental Health. Nice alliteration. Thank you. Well done. Thanks very much. That means a lot to me. I love alliteration. Me too. You love what? How do you say that word? <laughs> I stumbled on one word. Sorry, what? How do you... Alliteration. Yes. I haven't done my tongue or mouth warm-ups today. I save them all for the show. What's a tongue and mouth warm-up? Like, I'm just going to put a pin in. I'm about to attack you. What's a tongue and mouth warm-up? I will use... Uh, i put my tongue all the way out like this. He's I was putting say, his tongue out, gang. Yep. Manhood, mental health. And then you say, mates, mental health, manhood. And it just makes everything clear Wait, and crisp. You do vocal or tongue exercises with the title of your book? No, I just did it then because I was reading oh. off the... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I just, I'm constantly... Just when we thought J-Lo might have had the best personal branding when she slipped her name of her song into the Address to the Nation at the inauguration, Rob Mills has just topped her. Yeah, I'm like Jason Derulo. I just <laughs> say my name. Not Mills, not Mills. That's my warm-up. It's a personal affirmation like thing it. every day. No, Good. I, I, I use it for the, for the show. So I do Hairspray some... is referring to. Thank you. It's still on here in Melbourne. You, is this coming out? Going this... everywhere. Going, it's going out on Monday. Tuesday, next Tuesday. Oh, great. Then it's the last week in Melbourne. Amazing. It also goes out nationally. It does. And internationally, this show. So you can plug where it's going next if you like. Oh, I thought you meant uh, that the show goes to Adelaide and then goes to Sydney. Yeah, those people listen too. <laughs> where can they get tickets? You are the worst. I don't know. I don't oh know where my people get God. Tickets from. They just get it. They just type in hairspray on the internet. Wow. Here's Rob Mills doing PR. Google it, guys. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not very good at it. No, you're not. I don't know why I'm still here. I'm glad How, you brought that up. Yeah, go. You're not very good at it. What? At what? I don't have a PR. Oh, no, I'm dreadful. I don't have a copy of your book. <sighs> I would say I'm on the inner circle of Rob Mills. Put your phone. Is your phone making noises? I can't. You know, I've ADHD. It just, my phone just told you me. You have ADHD. Just, no, no, my watch just told me that I'm off to a great start. Thank you. <laughs> this is I'll off to a great start. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. It's off. No, I forgot what I was berating you about. <laughs> you said. Ah, I don't have a copy of your book. Oh. I would say I'm on the inner circle of Rob Mills' friendships. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would say I got a phone call pretty soon after you got engaged. Yep. Driving after you did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet couldn't really get a copy of the book. And generally how these things work is there's a PR copy sent out. There's ones that haven't been edited yet. Mm. Like this could happen months in advance. Yeah, yeah. But I want to go back to the time when you told me you were writing the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you said, Emma, I'm writing a book. Yeah. And initially you talked about how you wanted to write about feminism. Yeah, I wrote a bit about that. Yep. Great, because what the world needs is more straight white men having opinions on feminism. Just, just, just to be, just to be, just to be clear, yep. I did interview Great. a lot of women about about it. Can I ask a next question? Yeah. Why? Because I keep reading all these reviews in this book that he's interviewed friends. Yeah. I wasn't interviewed. You've got a lot going on with your in your life. I always make time for Rob. <laughs> I wasn't interviewed. Are you, is this a bugbear? Is it a legit bugbear or is this an installation podcast bugbear? I just know that you said to me, I'm writing this book, <laughs> yeah. I want to get your opinion on it, I want to get your eyes on it. You said that a few times. You, you also said that, no, I've never seen a word from this thing. You never sent me one thing. You, but we discussed things. So that is enough for me. So oh, we discussed things. So I've discussed things. Yeah. So is my name in the book? Yeah. It is? Yeah. It, how is it in there? How does it appear? It's like a thank you. Oh. I, think, I think it's in there. I mean, there's nothing like, I don't think there's any direct quotes. Right. But there's definitely, oh, there might be something in there about me wanting to talk about feminism and you saying, you can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's in the book. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think. But then you went on to write about it anyway? I didn't talk about feminism per se. Mm. I just talked about equality is mm. what I'm 
was what I was going for. Have I interviewed a lot of women about this? About you have interviewed a lot of women. Yeah, but about what it is to be an Aussie man, what it is to be an Aussie bloke okay. in, a, in a post Me Too world in which we live in, and how we can best have better conversations, how blokes can learn how to go deeper mm-hmm. um, and how they can communicate better with their friends yeah. and with their partners. Yeah. And by this stage, obviously, honesty is the best policy, <laughs> which we all know. And then we have these mm-hmm. conversations. You know, I, I recommend going for a walk with your friend or your partner or your family member and mm. you, then you don't have to make direct eye contact mm. with the person because you don't feel as judged. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes- I'm not judging you. <laughs> That's time has passed. The judging occurred long ago. It's just, it's just full blown resentment. No, not even that. I'm okay. just disappointed. You've <laughs> <laughs> gone full parent. Full parent. I'm not mad. I'm just yeah. disappointed. No, look, and, and I and I've I've just been finding it increasingly harder to get my hands on a copy, and I'm like, and then, oh, then it's I, so, selling out. And then I. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't say a straight face. And then I had to like mm. harass you to come on the podcast. And I see you going in every man and his dog's podcast, but not mine. What well, as I said, I don't like to – this is actually a, a thing that I have. I don't – and this is a thing I talk about in the book, that blokes don't like to burden their friends or don't like to ask for favours. And it's something that we've got to get better at. Mm-hmm. This is, goes along the lines of talking about our problems or talking about our issues. We don't want to be a burden, so we don't actually ask for help. It's just, it's a, this is a legit You're going thing. into radio voice. Don't do that with me. Just I'm not – <laughs> Just Don't do professional Rob voice. Just do M and Rob voice. This is this is actually the thing. So you felt weird. Yeah, I felt weird Don't to ask. Don't worry, we're going to talk about the book. You don't have to keep relating it no, back to the book. We're going to do feel, a whole thing. I feel weird this about asking. This episode's going to be called Buy Rob's Book. I feel weird about asking for favours. Why? No, you don't. You've yeah. asked me for stuff before. Like what? I don't know, just little things. I asked for like advice and yeah. like, like just chats. But you felt weird asking to come on my podcast. Yeah, I feel weird. Don't ask. I don't. That's so like. It's weird, right? No, it's not weird. I'm weird. Weird's fun. That's yeah. dysfunctional. <laughs> <laughs> that's a breakage. Well, that's good. That, yeah. It's which, not weird. Which I explore a lot throughout the book. There's oh, a lot of, there's a lot... stop bringing it back to the book. We get it. You've written a book, putting on a show, Manhood, <laughs> Mates and Mental Health. Mm. I, um, I do. <laughs> right. Okay, good. I've picked my bone. Yeah. I will read it. I'm going to read it. And, and then I will write notes in the margin and then I'll send you the book. <laughs> I, I look forward to it. I hope people will write notes in the margin. Yeah. Like I think that's important with a book that you sometimes can't do with a, with a film or a, mm. a movie or a, mm. a walk and chat with a mate. Like a book you can actually yeah. self-reflect as you, as you go along. Yeah. I do that. Um, but I'll just be reflecting on you. But what I want to <laughs> <laughs> ask you is I'm going to be brutal. I'm mm. going to ask you the questions only someone who loves you can ask. Go. I'm ready. Why do people want to buy a book by the bloke who's like on carols and the musical theatre? and Like to be honest, and you and I have had mm. these conversations so often, What's your brand, man? Mm. And you have been struggling with this for so long. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone knows with me, what you order on the menu, you know what you're going to get for yeah, a yeah. meal. Yeah, yeah, Okay? Oh, you're getting a smorgasbord. Yeah, and yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But you and I have talked a lot about post kind of you trying to figure out who you are. And you've been trying to, you've been going through a semi-midlife crisis since you're about 27. That's right. As a quarter-life crisis that's moved into midlife. <laughs> it just never ended. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Trying to figure out who the fuck Rob Mills is. Yeah, so I used the, so I did that with the book. That was the thing, using the book to right to work, work on that, work on the, the self self reflecting. What are the things that I've that make that make up me? So how how do you think the public view Rob Mills? Honestly, how do you think people view you? And then um, I'm going to ask you, how do you want them to view you? I feel like they, 
know me as uh, the guy who does a bit of musical theatre, mm. the guy that was on Idol, um, and he's sort of semi-attractive, semi-funny bloke. Mm-hmm. He's just a bit vanilla, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but they don't know that he's inquisitive, that he's interesting. Wait. Oh, sorry. We're going to go there. Go. I know that everything you've just said is incorrect about you, but I would put to you, you don't allow people to see the other sides of you because anytime I see you on social media, mm. you're smiley, hey, I'm doing this, hey, I'm doing that, hey, look at this girl. Yeah, everyone I, does that. No. I think a you lot think of... So? I don't do it. Oh, sorry, sorry. I would say majority of the people. I, I think the people who are successful, especially the men who are successful in the areas in which you want to be successful... Yeah. They're not afraid to be vulnerable. Oh, yeah. Right? And I think you are someone who's not afraid to be vulnerable with your friends and your family. But I think this book may have been you finally realising and wanting to be, not that I've read it or I have any fucking idea. It is. Wanting people to see the soft underbelly of the shiny veneer that yeah. is Rob Mills. No, not that... Uh, not just that is Rob Mills, but also of the majority of blokes in this country. Right. That's, so that's the thing. How do you want people to see you? What do you want people to feel about you when they see your face? Honesty, authenticity, and someone who's just open. We mm-hmm. use this this term vulnerable all the time, and I think mm. it's scary for, for men. They don't want to be vulnerable. They see that as a sign of weakness. Weakness, yeah. So what if we just change the term? I talked to Tommy Harkin about this in the book, and he's like, what if we just change the term to, like, openness? Who's Tommy Harkin? Tommy Harkin uh, works for a a company called Tomorrow Man. He, mm-hmm. empower, he goes around and work, does workshops for high school kids and mainly for boys. He's doing Tomorrow Women as well um, with women coaching those workshops and men before you start. What about um, non-binary people? Is he going to be focusing on absolutely. them also? Absolutely. Yeah, he's open to, to everything. everything. And he also goes into corporates and gets them to self-reflect and talk about their problems. It's basically trying to empower men to be more vulnerable yep. or as he likes to call it now, open, which I think is a much better way of maybe framing it. Yeah. You and I have talked about this, the different ways that we can frame the word masculinity, how that we can, like if you look up in the dictionary of masculinity, masculinity says having the traits of a man. Yeah. What's that? That's it. What is that? What, what is that? Is what is a man, pray tell? Exactly. And this is the problem, I think, and, and it's very, it's extremely nuanced and complex, the idea of gender and gender roles. And it's not something that you're going to solve in a book. No, but what I'm going to do with the book and the point of it, and mm. this goes back to what you think, what do I hope people get out of it? What, what do I hope they see? Um, is someone who isn't afraid to start conversations, to, have, to, to be inquisitive, uh, to be authentic, to be honest. Um, because in the current climate, you get your head chopped off if you're inquisitive. Oh, yeah. Even if you ask a question, if you question anything. Yeah. Especially if it's... You're not allowed to. The other side of woke. Yeah. You are... Constantly, and I'm not. I'm. I'm I am woke. I'm, I would consider myself yeah, woke. I'm socially progressive um, and conservative, probably on some things. Mm. But like, if you are conservative these we days, you cannot speak up on anything. Yeah, I mean that irks me initially in my little feelings, my ethics spot, because you know I feel like any cons- conservatives have had the mic and the floor for mm-hmm. centuries, mm-hmm. right? And 100%. so there's always going to be an overcorrection. Yeah, and. Equality always feels like oppression to those with privilege. Oh, yeah. That is, a, that's the truest fact about the human condition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're used to being in a position of power and you feel like that's being threatened because someone wants to have the same as you, you're going to clamp down and lash out and try and beat it back, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's why change is hard because the people in power at the moment 
change doesn't benefit them. And yeah, white knuckling. Nah, I want to hold yeah, on as exactly. tight as possible. Yeah. Exactly. And the internet does not allow for discussion or nuance and you're not allowed to make mistakes and all those things. But I wouldn't go as far as to say things are too pol- politically correct because if you asked a black trans woman if things were too politically correct, she would say no. Yeah. So this is, you're really decided to, to walk into a scenario. This is fraught. You've, yeah. you've written a book. You're leaving yourself open to a lot. Yeah, criticism to... Have you had any hardcore feminists read this book? And this was my concern, absolute honesty, cards on the table. Yeah. I wanted to read your book before it went to print because I know you would have had gentle eyes on it. No, 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 I've had some pretty pretty stern... You did? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what was their it feedback? It wasn't just two blokes. Um, we had a lot <laughs> writing, writing this stuff about... As I said, it is coming from a male perspective but also trying to educate... Um, dare I say, I don't want to say this. Say it. Trying to educate women on how maybe the, the the average Aussie bloke might be feeling. And there is no average Aussie bloke, that we're all on a spectrum oh, of different that, things. That it sounds like mansplaining. It sounds like mansplaining. That sentence really challenged me, yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah it did. And, um, like, uh, it really challenged but me. But that's why I didn't just... Say it again. <laughs> I'm not saying say it again. Say it again. And that's why I didn't just have again. chats <laughs> with blokes throughout this whole book. I chatted with lots of women <laughs> and chatted with lots of kind and compassionate and progressive um, oh, men and women. I'm staying open. Yeah. My heart rate's gone through the roof. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to love this book. I know. You are going to love it. please don't say that sentence to any other interviewer. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how else to, to back out of this. I'm so gonna, change your you mind on this. You don't need to back out of it. I'm, I, I completely agree. God, this is complex. Yeah. I agree that... I just want to tell you, women are fucking sick of making excuses for mediocre men who yep. put in the bare minimum, mm-hmm. who don't carry the domestic load, who feel entitled to our effort, entitled to our love. We have hit the point where we are just fucking over it. So you should be. Right? I'm with you on this. So there's not a lot of us who are going to have open heart, open mind to a book that wants to let us know. How sad men are feeling at the moment and they don't know how to be men. <laughs> I'm just saying to you that I, that a lot of women and obviously my audience is predominantly yeah, yeah. women and uh, non-binary folk, they, they've been burnt by straight guys and quite frankly, we don't care. Get your shit together. Put a load of washing on. Well, what I'm hoping is a lot of blokes will read this or a lot of women uh, will read this and give it to blokes and go, Great. this is this is the book for you. Mm. Hopefully you will learn something from this. Hopefully it will open the door to communicating, to conversations, to deeper, more vulnerable conversations so then you can have these real chats with your girlfriends, with your non-binary friends, with yep. your LGBTQI+, plus, like your allies. Like that's that's the whole idea of it, Getting breaking down stigmas of going to see a psych, breaking down stigma of, uh, of your sexuality, your mm. masculinity, all that mm. stuff, breaking mm-hmm. down all those barriers. This is just a look. No, social, you're right. So, social no, change social change takes time, exactly. right? Exactly. And it's and we're shifting and we everything is everything's fluid at the moment, but it's moving towards a more progressive and more awesome outcome. But blokes are struggling to work out what that is. So what I'm hoping is maybe this helps somewhat yeah. to understand where that's going, where we're at and how it takes time and just at least to be able to have these conversations. Yeah. It's fantastic. And don't, don't shut them out because they don't know. They just Good. don't know yet. See, the thing is, right, we have a man problem. And 
as much as we resist that and as much as I want to say, well, fucking, they have had so long <laughs> and they have had everything given to yeah. them and done, like, fuck off. It yeah. is not, I don't, I don't want to hear about this. Like, we're all so fatigued on the man problem, but that won't make it go away. Correct. And while I want to live in a place where I don't have to, you know, I, I want... I want teenage boys to be educated on why they shouldn't sexually assault. I don't want my girls told when they can and can't walk, what they can and can't wear. Yeah. Uh, in an ideal world, we are we are talking to the perpetrators, not the victims. But that's not where we're at at the moment. Well, that's what I think this, Correct. this book does. It does talk to those perpetrators. It does talk exactly. to the boys. It does help educate younger men. We're just not in a space where it's... There's just not a lot of softness and empathy towards men in this. And we're being general. We're talking mm. predominantly straight guys. Cis men, yeah. Yeah. Cis het men. Yeah. There's just not a lot of softness towards them from any of us. So the idea now that they need their hands held on yet another thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, and this I is know. just, hey, this is how you're not a shit. <laughs> One, two, you know, don't touch a girl without asking. Yeah. You know, because angry boys turn into angry teenage boys that turn into angry men that hurt women and that hurt children. Mm. We know this pattern, yet we're now still resisting it because we're fucking sick of them. So it's a tough space you've chosen to enter yeah. because you're kind of trying to be a conduit to both worlds, which, ironically, you are. And I'm glad you brought up the gender stuff and the, and the sexual fluidity mm. because... I think the reason you've struggled to land in, say, a brand area and am I for blokes, am I for women, am I for girls, am I for teenagers, whatever, yeah. is because... I'm for everybody. Yeah. You're not... I mean, you know, as, as in Hamilton, if you stand for nothing, Burr, what will you fall for? Yeah. But I do stand for everything. Exactly. Which is... Hard. Which is hard. To quantify. Yeah, yeah. And hard to, like, if I'm latching onto a Rob Mills thing, what am I getting? Mm. So I'm glad that you've... This book is... Not that I've read it. <laughs> move on. That was Chella telling me to move on. That's good. Where is she? Here. Oh, I was like, she's here in no, the room? No, she's here. <laughs> she's here. Really... I've also got Elio. What the fucking hell? I love that. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. I've also got Michael doing the goat stream. The goat scream. <laughs> That's Michael. No, it's not. Yeah. That is, <laughs> like, I've got relative I've got relative pitch and that is Perfect. bang on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. So, um, I no. That, you, I use that scream in my show. You could. No, I did. No, I did. Oh, you my, did? That's right. My, I saw yeah, it. Rob yeah, Mills is surprisingly good. Yeah. I've seen all his shows. I, um, I, I'm glad that there couldn't be a more accurate representation of you. But also, it's hard to get it. It's like holding, stance, holding sand trying to figure out Rob Mills. Yeah. So there was a my segue harp. If you listen to the fucking podcast, you'd understand all of these references. That sounds, Maybe lovely. you could go back and have a listen to a few. I'm very good. <laughs> Daily Mail headline. <clears throat> Are you okay if we discuss this? Sure. Okay. Neighbours star Rob Mills admits to threesome with drag queen Courtney Act and drug fueled flings with gay men. We had a bit of an orgy. <laughs> Wait. Was this Daily Mail? Hi, gay. Very um, good. Very good. Love it. Um, <laughs> wow. So Marcella sent me that screen grab. Yeah. What, is, what, is her, what are her thoughts straight away? She said she just wrote spicy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But great. she already knew all this. Exactly, exactly. Marcella knows full well Uncle Rob's history yeah. and loves it. We all love it. Yeah. We've, we've all known this about you for many years. Yeah. But 
when I saw this headline, and I know you pretty well, I was like, he's going to be pissed off. Not about the fact that oh know, no, that's the, it's, the orgies with the drag yeah, queens, that's amazing. Fine. That's fine. More about the fact that they've taken a tiny portion of what I know your book was not about, yeah, and made it into orgies with drag queens. Again, amazing. I'm not against that. Yeah. Also, uh, I've been corrected. Um, Shane has also reached out to me and said. Um, an orgy is not three people. That's a threesome. An orgy is way more people. <laughs> so I was like, okay, good, I'm educated now. <laughs> I just feel like surely you've had orgies. No, never. You've never had more than three people in the room? Never. I don't believe you. Never, never. But really? I, but definitely interested. <laughs> <laughs> I know Georgie is like, Georgie will, your... Georgie will listen to me and go, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Georgie? <laughs> it's not going to happen, babe. I know, I know, I know. It's so bad. <laughs> Um, and this is part of the reason also, so a straight dude yeah. sees this headline. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are I mean, you worried? No. Why am I, what, what are we See, worried about? See, this is the complex area you're, you're in though, right? Well, why would it, so this is, my thing is to you have these. You want them all, to read the book. I want them to read the book. But this is the headline about the book out there. I know, there. which is disappointing. So this, the whole. But he's not saying it's disappointing drag queen orgies slash threesome. No, it's amazing. Love that. Um, had a great time. Amazing. This is my twenties. So this, great. Yeah. Oh, my don't best worry. Life. Rob Mills fucked so much stuff up for <laughs> Australian Idol season two. So many opportunities. I'd be like, oh, we're getting to do that. Oh no. What? Sorry, Rob and Shannon. Oh, okay. oh yeah. We, we did some. We did some things. Threw up. Had orgy threesomes. Jumped from um, a roof. Yeah. Had, jumped from a people, roof. Yeah. Got injured. Police were called. House parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for that, dickhead. Sorry. Had a great time, though. I know. I heard all about it from everybody that worked on the show. So I'm not, not disappointed. I'm disappointed that they haven't read the whole book. So this is like a mere small paragraph in the book. Mm-hmm. And it's basically I'm trying to um, make sure blokes and women are creating safe spaces so then they can have deeper, more um, thoughtful conversations with their partners, with mm-hmm. their friends, mm-hmm. with their family. If I don't create... If the only way to create safe space is if you give up something of yourself, Correct. if you're vulnerable. So I'd be lying and I, I would not, the book wouldn't be doing what did it's meant to do. Did you check with Courtney? Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Of course, of course it did. Um, so I wouldn't be doing myself a disservice. I wouldn't be being authentic and honest if I didn't put that. So what I'm doing is creating a safe space to say, hey, this is, this is what's happened. And there was a lot of shame, guilt around this. And I think for a lot of men, mm. a lot of young men and women, trying to work out how to have those conversations with their parents mm. about how they feel about something or how something happened with a friend or something happened with a... But even the pressure to label it. Correct. You've been fighting that as long as I've known you. Correct. But also not something the public know about you. Yeah, which is... which is. How do you... Do you see yourself as queer? Would you put yourself in the queer category? I would. Sure. I, like, as, as I said, I don't, I don't like but labels. But don't you feel like that you leaves it open for everything? Yeah, great. Let's go with that. But I... How do you... I mean, you don't have to, by the way. I don't, but have I don't you really... ever identified as... No. You've never identified as gay. No. Do you, you don't identify as straight, do you? Or you do? It doesn't matter, by the way. I'm just, you can tell me to fuck off. No, no, no. I'm just... I've, I've thought about this and I talked to you about this the other day. There are... I've got gay friends of mine that have worked so hard to have these labels to, mm. and they're such great. Hence, why we have the letters. We have the LGBTQI plus. We have them. Mm. There's, and there's there's more. The plus is right. The Gen Z are fighting those labels. My kids, my kids don't want them. Great. Then, mm. but just allow people to to have that mm. opinion and have mm. Gen Z, the people, the Rob Mills of the of the world, mm. also to have have that. Because if you had to existed now, you would be. 
I just feel like if you were being 20-year-old Rob Mills right now, yeah. there would have been a different outcome for you. Because I think there was a lot of... There'd be a lot more orgies, is that what you're saying? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Less dickhead douchebag behaviour because you engaged in a lot of that. But I think it was oh, because that was, that's, I mean, that's just you were angry and unsure about stuff. Do you think? Did you ever feel... Possibly, but I think that was just um, growing up in the suburbs maybe... Because um... you come from uber alpha men, by the way. We should point out. Like, like footy club sort of footy, stuff, baseball club. Yeah, like yeah, 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 you, yeah. you change when you get around your straight friends. I see it. Oh, I like it though. But that's also a part of me that I, that I really love. This is something I was talking to a mate about this the other day. I really love that that side of me, and I don't think I, I change. I just feel like it's definitely a part of who I am. Mm. But I also, when I got don't into you feel musical, like you're putting on a no, not at all. Because I don't get that from you, and Georgie doesn't get that from you, and like the people closest to you, you don't. So this is okay. So this is a thing that I talk about in the book. Is this blokes have this safe space that 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 women maybe don't quite understand, um, and I. <laughs> This is this that that sounded horrible. I know your eyes lit up, my eyes lit up. I felt sick saying that, but we need this. We need this safe space to I go. I love you. I know. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Just hear I'm me hearing out. you hear me out. out. This is a safe space. I love you, but you are walking. I know. Into a very. A I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Just hear me out. It's look. I'm definitely. I write it better in the book than I'm saying right now. I wouldn't know. I haven't read it. But we need this. We need this. For some reason, I don't know what it is, we need this safe space of blokey, banter, stupid stuff, which is misogynist. It's sometimes sexist, but it's disgusting. Right? You might call it just... <laughs> you might call it... Right? But it is, it's also a place to get it wrong, to fail, but it's not how we actually feel. No, Rob. You don't, no. You don't think so at all? Because these are the environments where the changes need to happen. And if you are all in an echo chamber slapping each other on the arse because you need to be going robbo, that's a bit sexist, mate. Am I that all the time, though? I don't know. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is when you're in these sacred man circles where you're being disgusting and doing whatever you do, is anyone in there talking about misogyny? Consent. In my in my quality. In my groups, for sure, a hundred percent. In the, in the man circles, your man circles. Just just what you when you say men circles, do you mean just blokes hanging out at the pub? Yeah, when you said like when we got together and we got to men, women don't get it, <laughs> and your voice got lower. I'm not saying you don't get it. I'm just saying it is also a different space for men to go and fail and be stupid and be. But in those spaces, are you educating each other or are you just being gross? Is it possible to do both? I don't know. I don't think so. So I think it is. I think it's possible to do both. Yeah. I and mean, I have friends that yeah, that can do both. Yeah. Yeah. That's and they're the and they're the blokes that I choose to hang out with. Okay. I don't choose to hang out with blokes who are just doing the negging, who are just doing the misogyny, stupid sexist chat. They're not my friends. They're not the blokes that I hang out with anymore. I've made evolved. Well, she's yeah. evolved, everybody. She's having orgies with drag queens and talking about footy. He's the modern man. You're a Renaissance man, sir. So. There it is. <laughs> but I think it. What I'm saying is I think this can exist. This is, I still think you can have that space to go and... Absolutely. And you're the prototype. Maybe. No, you are. I think there's, But I think there's more men like this than you think. I hope so. Yeah. But they need to be given permission. They need to be given permission to have more deeper conversations, poor men, for sure. Honestly, just poor men. <laughs> poor men. They just don't know how to do it. We're not very oh, good at it. Oh, poor men.
women, you know, they've just had such a hard go of it for so long. And I just, I'm so glad that this book has come along. No, I'm joking. What I do want to ask you, there you go. but you do understand the complex. I can understand the, I can understand I the frustration. Yes. I, all the people closest to me are men, ironically, gay and straight, but my son, my dad, you, Michael yep. Lucas, yep. Ben, my husband, like I have all these men I love. I'm not a man hater. I fucking love men, yeah. right? Yeah. I love them, but I am worried for them, but I also am sick to death of making excuses for them. I don't want to make excuses for men. So it is on men to improve men. Correct. Right? So let's but, talk about that. But it, what yeah, did yeah. you learn? What What was the overarching thing that you learned, poor men, what are men battling with the most? Like if you had to say... They don't self-reflect. Okay, so good. They so they don't know who they are. Talk about this. So that's the, overwhelmingly from all the people I interviewed, mm-hmm. we don't self-reflect at all. Mm-hmm. Like, why? In, for fear of finding out who we are, I don't. I don't actually. And why don't. is that a threat? Why is that scary? Nobody likes to find out all the things that they don't like about themselves because it's fearful. It's a human thing to path of least resistance. We want to make sure that everything is easy for us in life. So hard stuff like finding out who you are. It's hard. It's mm-hmm. deep. Women do that. Far more easily than men, but I would also say that there's some women who refuse to do that as well. Mm. But why is your eye twitching? <laughs> no, but like edit that out. <laughs> gen, gen, generally speaking, I know who you're referring to. Yes. <laughs> generally, generally speaking, <laughs> thank you. Generally speaking, it's not me, by the way. No, no, no. Men, men don't do it as well. We don't self-reflect. Mm. Um, in one of the one of the bits, Zach Seidler, who's a psychologist, he works at Movember. He said. Um, asked, asked a group of men, like, in this survey, what does it mean to be a man? And they said, my penis. Overwhelmingly, How 9 out of 10 men write, what? my penis. Hi, gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? That's, that's, that's what it means to be. That's the level. My that, penis. Yeah. But that's, what about all my trans male friends who may not have them, those this, things? This was in the, this survey that was done. Oh, right, of cis, no trans, of, of no cis, trans of cis, men. And this survey, cis, cis straight men. No, so no, no, no. Of, of this, this specific survey was just cis straight men. Right. And they reduced everything around yeah. that to it's, penises. And, oh, someone, and a few I'm people also wrote, and my balls. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that great? The details matter. Oh, yeah. It's a little so, nuances. It's a little details. When you read that stuff, you're just like... <sighs> We've got to be better. I would have put. The, just... I would have honestly closed my laptop and done too hard. It, how? How? <laughs> exactly. Like how? I'm out. How are we going to get to these blokes? Like how do we get to them to self-reflect? Were they being literal? Did it need to be a better question? Maybe I don't know. I wasn't like, in the room. What parts they... make up you being a man? No, it would have been dick, balls, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got it. Prostate. Got so, it. Okay. We haven't thought about it. We haven't gone deeper. And we need to. That's mm. the overwhelming uh, thing that I realised from this book is that I do quite a lot of it and mm. have done over the years. Mm. Some people like journaling, some people meditate, some people... Call their friends when they're driving. Correct. <laughs> Whatever it is, yeah. Criving. Driving. <laughs> Dri- driving. You and I have pie driving. Yeah, we, yeah, we love crying. Oh, my God. I love a cry. We've had so many crives. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, yeah, we, we need to... Blokes need to be better at that. And I think we are, as I said, getting better. Mm. We just need to create a safer space for them. And that's from, I don't know, if you're a bloke like me or you know a bloke like me, just get him to reach out and have a chat. There's, there are so many new um, men's health charities, um, these sort of men's circles. There's a warrior within. I went and sat with a group of men um, for a night. That was fantastic. I talked to Gus Wallen about his Gotcha for Life program, which he goes around to regional areas and around the cities to 
get blokes to basically keep checking in on their mates and having having deeper, more meaningful conversations. So it, it is it is happening, but you just got to be willing to have these chats. And for some blokes, they just they're not willing to have it for fear of I don't know. And that's the stuff they need to work out. That's why they're gambling. That's why they're mm, they're self medicating. They're self medicating. They're drinking. They're taking drugs or whatever mm. it is. Um, instead of just having a good look at. Just have a good look at yourself. Just actually... Well, they haven't been conditioned to do that. Because we haven't learnt it. And from you our have... fathers, from our grandfathers. Correct. Like from the male role models. And again, we're going traditional gender, you know, stereotypes yeah, yeah. here. It's just not encouraged, especially in Australian culture, to have these conversations. It's seen as a weakness. It's just... And it, that is definitely something we need to shift. But it does feel insurmountable. It honestly does. I don't, I, I, but I just don't. I just don't think it is. Like I, I talked to Jamila about this. About she's raising a. Raising uh, Jamila Rizvi, yes. Raising the raf, and she's like, "There's some things. There's some things I can't teach him. She needs. He needs to see that from his father. There's just some things that. I don't know about that. Well, she's that's. This is up for debate. This is this is not fact. This is just because this is up for debate, things, not for discussion. Yeah, I mean, the those things in my eyes help. Weave the fabric of toxic masculinity. Okay, there's this a great. Uh, I'll, because the, I was telling Elio about my period because he saw me putting a pad in, right? Right. And he said, Why are you, is that a nappy? And I explained, No, it's for um, once a month, people who have vulvas, they bleed. Right. And you just give them the information they can handle. He then told the lady, and then. <laughs> you got to love autistic kids. Yeah. We went to the, the swimming centre where he does his little basketball thing and um, he wanted to go swimming, but I said, no, I can't go swimming because I've just got my, you know, remember, I've just got my period and I didn't bring my bathers and I don't have any tampons. And he told the lady, we can't swim because mummy's bleeding from her vagina. Brilliant. I mean, great. Straight up. Straight, straight back. Bang. But, and the woman looked at me waiting for me to be embarrassed and I was like, yeah, it's true. You don't want a pink pool. <laughs> so, like, I'm a bleeder. I do tell everyone I'm a bleeder, you You've know. You've told me many times. But I think, of course, <laughs> um, I had the worst blowout at Spotlight yesterday. All from the cord overalls. It was so bad. Oh, my God. I'm so sure everyone saw it, but I didn't care. I just powered out. I mean, you're in a great place, I was though. in Spotlight. Look, yeah, you, I can fashion myself a haberdashery <laughs> paddy. But, yeah, I think... I'm raising Elio the way I raise the girls. That's okay. So can I, which I think you should, and I think this that's is what the thing, I think. This is the, so Jamila said this as well about um, uh, a study that was done about um, parents looking after their kids, like boys and girls, on a play equipment. Yeah. Overwhelmingly, there was the parents that the boys would just they just let them go off and do the stuff. They'd fall over, and the other the other on the other side when it was parents of girls, they would make sure that they were holding them there, make sure they're okay, up near them, you know, make sure, making sure they're okay and not falling off the equipment or whatever. It's just something that has been done for years mm. and years, right? I'm in the middle of those two things. Yeah. And I'm normally on the play equipment. You know what solves this? Fucking go and play with your kid on the equipment. Don't sit at the side disengaging. If yeah. you can and if you're able, that solves it. They won't fall because you're behind them on the slide. Yeah. Uh, but not, and I, I don't wanna, yeah, okay. not everyone can do that, right? Not everyone is able to, can able to do that. But I also don't want to give any parenting advice. I'm also quoting um, Jamila. I'm a very good parent, so I you're will give all ex- the advice. You, you, no, you can. You, um, and the other <laughs> yeah, one was go, go, yeah. and the other one was she was saying that um, sometimes with Rafi, how important it is instead of him if he's sad instead of going oh, you'll be right, mate. Instead of saying that, no. it's just to sit with him, to sit with your hold young the space. hold the space and say, Absolutely. and you don't have to be like. Um, oh, I feel sad about that. Just like you must feel sad, and I'm, and that's okay. Yeah, like it's okay that you feel sad yes. right now. And I think that's a really great thing that I didn't get when I was a kid. Of course, probably you might not have nope. got. 
whether it's a... We but, were raised by boomers, mate. Correct. So <laughs> We were raised by builders but there is a, who were the stiff upper lip generation, right? It's not our parents' fault. They were raised by people who literally survived wars. Yeah. They didn't want to complain about feeling sad because people's legs were getting blown off. It didn't fucking matter how your feelings were. Correct. Boomers were raised by builders and boomers get us and we're all like, come on, man. Tell, and, us, yeah, tell and, us how you feel. Give me a hug. And now we're a generation <laughs> of helicopter parents because we were so neglected by the 80s parenting. So there's something in the middle. Correct. So maybe we're just... Hopefully. So, so we, uh, that's what's happening. I think we're shifting to towards something in the middle. So it's creating that space, but at the same time... You can't just sit in that sadness forever. They still need to get up, do something, get on with their life and stuff. Mm. There's, there's something my mum used to say, uh, that that thing, you know when you, like, you fall over and you, instead of saying, are you okay, mm. you're okay. Pammy would tell you. That, you know that, that positive? <laughs> you're okay. You're okay. You're like, yeah, maybe I'm okay. Like, yeah. But sometimes when it's, something is wrong, it's nice to sit with uh, it's just yeah. nice to sit with it just for a moment. There's a middle ground. There is a middle As ground. As you said. And we're trying to work and that's what we're trying to work out at the moment. That's all we want. How are you feeling? You okay? I feel great. Like, right. I I love as I said, I love this space and I've been sort of sitting in this um and I, I, I'm certainly not a, a pioneer in the mental health space for men. I mean, this is not no. my, my aim for this is not to be that person, that the go-to person to do the interviews about this space. That's You're why I'm giving a speech at the press club. About ADHD. I don't want to be the spokesperson. I don't want to go talk about the things. I don't know any policy shit. Talk to the doctors. Talk to... So that's why... You've got it. Everything you want to say is in this book. Yeah. So uh, Professor Jane Perkis, who's doing a study on... These men's mental health um, groups. Um, it's a four-year study. I talk. I talked to her about that. Talked to Pat McGorry. He talks about identity within this country. So therefore, yeah. men have a lack of identity because Australia doesn't have a lack of a, has a lack of no, identity. No, we don't. Um, Jamila, there's a, Georgia Grace. I speak to about um, performance in the bedroom. I talked to my brother about going bald. Um, do you know that? Like, okay, so one. It's one in five men by like by the age of like twenty will have suffered from male pattern baldness. Mm. And then it's like one in four when not? they get to 30. All your men in your family are but you. Yeah, I'm very lucky. Finasteride. I'm, I'm holding it. I'm holding it. Wait, are you taking medication? Yeah. To keep your hair? Yeah. Oh, is that how you're keeping it? No, but it was always sort of there, but this just hangs in there. Good, good for Fina- you. For those listening at What's home. What's it called? Finasteride. You can get Finasteride. it. Finasteride. Yeah, it can affect your libido. Okay. But you can take something for that as well. Oh, wow. Something herbal, something herbal. A walking pharmaceutical, isn't no, it? No, I'm not, I'm not that guy. I don't um, mind. You can be that guy, I don't care. But yeah, Georgia Grace was great yeah. with talking about, we talked about masculinity and I, I was asking her about the most popular book in the last sort of 20 years of um, romance novels is that Fifty Shades of Grey. Of course. This dominance, about dominance, right, in the mm. bedroom and maybe blokes are confused. Which which is it? Am I how do I be dominant and masculine but oh, still poor be careful? Men. Hey, okay. Oh, <laughs> so poor it, men. so all it all it takes is a conversation. Yeah. Have a conversation with yeah. your partner. And maybe your um your gender roles are completely different in the bedroom or the kitchen or wherever you're having sex. Maybe they're No one's having sex in the kitchen. Okay, well wherever you're you having You know what? <laughs> so many nineties movies led me to believe I'll be having more sex on kitchen benches than I actually have. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done it once, but every movie they get on the kitchen and bench. And push all the... And yeah. then I remember thinking, what about the clean-up? And what if I come down to have my googie eggs in the morning? What's on the bench? What is that? What's, what's on the bench over there? A, oh, who's been doing more, that? What's a googie egg? Googie eggs. That's not a thing. Yeah, cookie eggs. Yes, they are. Why are you saying that voice? Cookie eggs are the opposite because Elio likes cookie <laughs> okay, eggs. What? You make soldiers and you dip them in the googie eggs. Oh, it's the, it's the, okay, it's yeah, the yolk. Yeah, it's the, the yolk. yolk. Yeah, yeah, it's They're googie. not hard-boiled, they're googie. <laughs> 
Well, I hope that's not a bad word. No, I better no, Google that. No, it's fine. I just haven't heard it before. My nana used to say it. Soldiers, soldiers are good eggs. Yeah, soldiers. Yes, yeah, yeah. so you come down and have your eggs and someone else has lost their eggs, you know, on the bench. Different kind of eggs. Yeah, good. Very good. Um, so, so, yeah, the interviews, there's lots of people that I interview. I, I kind of wanted to, I read uh, Lee Sales in The Ordinary Day a couple of years ago <sighs> and super, yeah, super traumatic. and could never pick that book up ever again. It was so beautiful. Yeah. But I cried. Whoa. And what I loved Talk about... Talk about putting things into perspective. C- correct. And what, <laughs> what I loved most about the book was obviously, yeah, putting things in perspective. Mm-hmm. Every single thing. But yep. then you're learning with Lee. Yeah. So when you're reading it, she's re- self-reflecting on her own life through their experiences. There's your stories in the book, right? That's, and that's how I wanted to do that's it That's how well. the Drag Queen Orgy came out. Correct. And what lesson, pray tell, did you learn after the Drag Queen Orgy? This was a sexuality conversation. Oh, um... Is sure. it, is, is, was this story in there talking about you? Because I haven't read the book, guys. I don't know if you knew. <laughs> is this story around men being comfortable in their sexuality? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So before you go. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. I want a simple, why are people, because a lot of people listening now will have men in their lives who fit the bill, the, tra- the traditional stoic like I'm married to someone who is toxically stoic, right? Tied up, tied up a lip. <laughs> yeah. Dudes, and yeah. you know, and they're just dudes, right? Australian yeah. dudes, and yeah. maybe not even Australian dudes. American dudes, whoever you're married to, Chinese dudes. Every every culture has their own version of the dude. Yep. What are they? How are they approaching getting them to read this book? But also, how are they approaching the things in this book? So for someone who feels like this book's going to be too overwhelming right now for their partner or their brother, husband, son, whatever, mm. from all the things you've learned about men and secret men's business, how are we approaching a dude who's clearly suffering, who's clearly all the things? you got to build trust. How do we do that? Time. What do we say? What are our words? So a woman has stopped this podcast. She's getting out of her car. She's like, right, I'm going to go talk to my son, husband, friend. What is, what's the first thing she says? Let's go for a walk. No eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate. Let's go for a walk. Yeah. And then? You just start walking and you start talking. And how are you, you going? Like, yep. is there a leading? Tell me about how you are, how you really are. So when I was walking with my brother for the Oxfam walk, we mm-hmm. would train on a Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. The first hour is literally just surface chat. You talk about the kids, the I'm family, so tiring, you talk about yeah. life. Got it, got it, got it. And then you get deeper. Because you run out of it. That's it. So you've got to basically kidnap them is what you're saying. <laughs> Take them into the wilderness, into the bush. Okay, we're just... just, just it's a, a survival. <laughs> okay, it's just, a, it's, just, it's just a walk. Okay, just so we're clear. I just said a walk. It's survivor, <laughs> but for straight dudes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's just well-meaning faces looking at them going, tell me how you really feel. It's it's about creating the safe space and yeah. it's about constant... Um, checking, so, in, checking in for blokes. And I know this is yeah. exhausting. No, no, but, but what I'm hearing from you is... Have the conversation. That's it. Just have the chat. Just Ask. have the conversation and keep and don't going try. back. And it's it's the look. Dare I say it's the are you okay day thing. Have a conversation and don't try and fix it, and don't try and, and don't judge them for it. Just create a safe space. Offer something that mm. you've witnessed or you've heard or that you've seen that has affected you. So therefore, you've offered mm. a vulnerability or an openness. So mm. therefore, it's like, oh, maybe I'll dip my toe into that. But it has to be someone that you actually have spent time with and mm. you've built up a relationship. You can't just go up to a stranger and have these conversations. I especially, do. I know you do. <laughs> but especially blokes. I prefer that. it. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. 
Why are you wearing those pants? You, you look yeah. like there's a bit of toxic masculinity yeah, in yeah. you. What's going on for you? What hurt you? So, so for blokes, it's building up the relationship over time. We need more time. Women are so good at dropping into these deep chats. It's fucking amazing how great that you are at this. And we could learn a lot. Um, if we're generalising. I'm absolutely general. I'm absolutely generalising. And I, and I, I do um, make sure I do say the book many times. Please. I wouldn't know. haven't read it. <laughs> but, but, yeah, what? creating the space. I love that. Create the space, go for a walk, don't assist, don't resist, just observe. Just observe, yeah. The last thing, there's probably a few blokes who have been sent this app who are listening now. Yeah. Okay? They've been there sitting here going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, women have just gone, here, listen. Because sometimes that's easier. <laughs> okay, you're good. What do you want to say? And welcome, by the way, to your first installation experience. You're like my co-host here, listen, Rob. Never I'll, listened to I'll, an app in his life. I probably won't listen to this. You better. <laughs> All right, I'll listen and to it. I'm, I'm demanding you go back and listen to a few episodes. Okay, you send me your best ofs. No, you fucking do the work. <laughs> Don't make a hey, woman do the work for you there again. It is, there it is. There it is. And maybe that's it. Men do Not the work. Maybe. No, no, no. I'm, you're, saying, you're saying what, what do men want to get out of this? It's what, that. Do the work. Okay, good. Go see a psych. No, that's too much. Is it? I think saying to a bloke who can barely cry in front of people, go see a psych. Okay, 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 is cool, cool. A bridge too no, far. Very, very good. So I've I've written in a dude. You're listening right now. I've written a dude. In. You're listening. A dude. Let's call him Frank. Imagine Frankie sitting in his ute. She's got home from being a chippy. I'm being really general now. Yeah, yeah. And his and his wife. Let's call her Sue. No, yeah, Sue. Yeah, good. Sue has sent Frank. Can you just listen to this, please? What do you want to say to Frank in his car right now? Because he's fucking battling. But he doesn't want to cry in front of people. He doesn't want to talk about things. It's okay to cry. Okay. Read, read the book. Write some stuff down. If you don't feel comfortable. He's not going to read the book. Frank hasn't got time. He's tired. Oh, that's good. It is, a, is an effort to make someone read a book. Because mm-hmm. um, he, he'll get to it. Once Frank's evolved a bit more, he'll pick your book up. But okay. right now the book is a lot. It gets easier once you've had the chat. And also, you're not you're not alone in this. Yeah. You're not the only bloke that's going through the same thing. How also, many men did you speak to going through this? You've already got a wife. He's, he's got a wife, Sue, Sue. Sue's great. Oh, she's fucking awesome, Sue. She loves Sue's you. She's tired though, Frank. But she loves you, and she wants you to. She sent you this podcast. What a great what a, what an awesome woman. What a great woman. Because she gives a shit. She does. And she just wants you to be a better human. So you're saying, Jen, the, the most important thing communication is to talk. Yeah. Shine the light in the dark places. Yeah. A and problem shared is a problem halved. Absolutely, especially with your partner, with your friends, with your family. It's the best. Ladies and gentlemen, putting on a show, Manhood, Mates and Mental Health is available now. I've heard it's good. I didn't know. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's surprisingly good. I haven't good. read it. It's surprisingly good, I promise. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Are you happy with how that went? I'm really happy. Is there look- anything else you need? What are you worried about? No, I'm not. Is there anything else you want to say? Uh, I think you want to plug. Anything you want to talk about? I think the, I think the, I think the book, yep. the book will do. Wait. Summary, Robert Mills. I hope the book does what I wanted it to do, and that is shine a light on some awesome, experienced people working in the fields, um, and it will help spark deeper, more meaningful conversations between mates, between their partners, mm-hmm. and between their allies. Mm-hmm. That's what I hope. I'm really proud of you. I love you. I love you a lot, and I'm really proud of you. Thanks, mate. And I'm going to go read this book. <laughs> That I haven't read yet. Or been I will get you a copy, I promise. Thank you so much. It's on the way. Okay, bye. <laughs> this is Free Time Tuesday on Amsolation with M. Rossiano. All right, gang, thanks for being here. Go out and get a copy of the book, Putting on a Show, Manhood, Mates and Mental Health. Buy it for a Christmas present for the man in your life or for anyone who wants to understand men. It feels like it could be a secret men's guide. 
I really, I, I hope the right people get to read it. He is going to be recording an audio version of the book, which will be out November 1st. So sometimes, you know, picking up a book can be kind of all-consuming and also just a bit overwhelming. So I think an audio book is going to be so great and you could just send it to the right people. They can listen to it on their way to work, on their way home, whatever. But look out for it. Support him. He is trying to do some really good work in a space that, look, it needs it. As, as, as much as it galls some of us to say, and I'm in and out, but you can be angry and frustrated, but also there we, we have a man problem. We absolutely have a man problem in the world, not just in this country. We'll be back Tuesday as usual. I hope you're having a nice week. Hope you've had a good time. Don't forget to follow us on the socials at Emsolation Podcast. Join the Facebook community. Uh, just search Emsolation Podcast and we'll uh, hear you on Thursday. Bye, gang. Free Time Tuesday on Emsolation is a Spotify exclusive podcast hosted and produced by M. Rossiano. Recorded and edited at Down the Hill Studios by Ezekiel Fenn. A brand new episode of Emsolation with M. Rossiano drops every Thursday, 6am, only on Spotify. Spotify.